This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Oldar, Min, and JR. Welcome to this week's episode of the K-Pop Sunday podcast. Today we will be talking about songs, music videos, idols, and other stuff that has a connection to the places that we're from. If you've been listening for a while, you maybe have noticed that we've mentioned JR being from Illinois, the greater Chicago land area, Oldar being from Nevada, and me being from Norway. Very Scandinavian of me. But to explain a little bit more about what this whole topic is supposed to be, why don't we just jump straight into it? So, Oldar, start us off, will you? Every year, lots of tourists visit Nevada, with the most well-known area of the state for that being Las Vegas. So it shouldn't come as too much of a surprise that quite a few K-pop music videos have been filmed in that part of my state. Back in 2000, soloist Lee Hye-young's La Dolce Vita was filmed around many parts of the area. This includes the Bellagio Fountains, the New York, New York Hotel and Casino, and the desert landscape outside of the city. At the beginning of 2011, Big Bang's Tonight was mostly filmed from high views that showed off the Las Vegas Strip, with places like the MGM being easy to recognize in the background. Then, in 2012, towards the beginning of the music video for Sistars Alone, there are shots of the Las Vegas Strip, with the members appearing around places like Circus Circus and the Riviera. Finally, in 2013, boygroup BAP's Hurricane was filmed most recognizably in front of the Fremont Street Experience and Binion's Gambling Hall and Hotel. But what about Chicago? So let me explain a little bit before I go into the song I'm going to discuss. I am not from Chicago itself, but the greater Chicagoland area. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, which that's all greater Chicagoland area means, but that's the terminology we use out here. And I was in the same county as the city, but to be real, it was like 40 minutes away without traffic, which... If you've ever been in Illinois and you went to Chicago, there's always traffic, so it's never that short of a drive. (laughs) All that being said, I actually would go to Chicago quite often as a child for various reasons, though I have since moved about an hour away from where I used to be, so I don't go as often anymore. But let me get into my first song. And that first song is Super Junior KRY's The Night Chicago Died. Now, this song is a cover slash remake of a 70s song by the same name by the band Paper Lace. The original song, and I'm going to quote directly from its Wikipedia page, is about a, quote, fictional shootout between the Chicago police and members of the Al Capone syndicate, unquote. Now, if you don't know who Al Capone is, which if you're not from the States or even from Illinois, maybe you don't, He was a 1920s mafia head, and to be fair, it's kind of disturbing how idolized he is in Illinois. (laughs) There is so much merchandise you can buy in the city with his, like, face and name on it, and he he was a pretty bad guy. So that's besides the point, but I did want to mention it. So, the Super Junior KRY remake came out in 2006 as part of the OST for the K-drama Hyena. There was another K-drama called Hyena that came out, I want to say, three years ago. This is not the same one at all. Just be aware that if you're looking for this one specifically, it is from 2006. But the 2006 K-drama was dubbed as a male version of Sex and the City, and it followed a bunch of 30-something men, which I thought was kind of funny. 
The KRY version of the song has nothing to do with the original in terms of the lyrics, but the melody is pretty much the exact same. The newer version fits the tone of the show it was made for and talks about leaving someone in the song, but they say it's okay because they still have their friends to support them. That is my first song. Really doesn't have much to do with Chicago, but Chicago is in the title, so I thought I would mention it. Min, why don't you give us your first song? Well, based on where I'm from, not a whole lot of music videos is filmed here. To my knowledge, I could not really find any instances of Norway appearing outright in any music videos, probably because filming here would be really expensive. There isn't the whole ass lot to look at unless you're like in the middle of nowhere on a mountain, so that's rather vague. <laughs> There's a Viking-themed music video, though. Noda Joe's, was it Vegetables? Yeah, but I don't think that was filmed here. No, it was not, but that was them, like, dressing up as Vikings, which was hilarious, because they were talking about vegetables. Yeah. Like, even in shows where you would think it would have been filmed here, it usually wasn't, because it's expensive to film things in this country, so people usually don't. But what <laughs> we do have a surplus of is songwriters, composers, and other people working in music industry. I was gonna say, I don't know a whole lot about how music production works. I wish to know more about it, but I don't. When I tried looking for people from Norway that has contributed to K-pop songs, it was surprisingly hard. I will say a big thank you to the K-pop Norige Discord server for answering my stupid questions whenever <laughs> I was unsure about something. But in Norway, there is multiple music management and publishing companies, as well as songwriting and production teams, and probably many independent creators too. And I've noticed that many creators listed under one company might also have deals with other companies, because some are only nationally, some are international. I don't understand. <laughs> but some of the notable names would be Design Music, spelled stupid, Popular Demand and Arctic Rights have all managed people who have contributed to very many iconic K-pop songs. So a very recent notable K-pop song that has Norwegian people on it would be Ives After Like, which had three Norwegian composers credited on the song. Anders Nilsen, who is credited with composition and arrangement, and then Islin Solheim and Andre Jensen, who were also credited for composition. A lot of people work to make a singular song happen. I don't know why so many people are needed to make one track, but it is a process, and it works. And we got After Like out of it, so it's all good. The reason why I chose to highlight After Like is because it got nominated for Årets Verk, Populär Musik, at the 2023 Musik for Award show to celebrate Norwegian music publishers and their accomplishments. Anders Nilsson, who I mentioned earlier, actually won Årets Opphavet i Populär Musik, or Best like Creator slash Originator in the pop music sphere for his work both nationally and internationally, with After Like being highlighted, which is really cool. After Like did not win the Oretsverk, which is the song of the year, or creation of the year. They did not win it, but they got nominated. And you know what? That's pretty impressive. <laughs> anyway, Oldar, please continue. 
While I previously mentioned music videos shot in Las Vegas, it's not the only area in Nevada to be featured. Strangely, in the Japanese version of Girls' Generation's Tell Me Your Wish from 2012, there's a reference to a city in the northern part of Nevada. So, funny aside, but Design Music that I talked about actually co-wrote slash helped produce Genie by Hmm. SNSD. And that was, as far as I could understand, their first foray into working with Korean music agencies. They have since worked with a lot of SM groups. Like a lot (laughs) of SM groups. (laughs) But yeah, they are not based in Oslo. They are based in Trondheim. And I want to get that in there. I don't know. I don't know how to segue that. I find it funny that Genie, both the Korean (laughs) and Japanese version of Genie, was helped to be existed by some dudes from Norway. (laughs) So yeah. So if you have not heard the song before, Tell Me Your Wish, Genie is technically the full title. And of course, SNSD is the shortened version of the Korean name for Girls' Generation. Long explanation, but to keep explaining the music video though, at the end of it, Exo's Chanyol gets out of a limo and is surrounded by the members of Girls' Generation. In the background, there's an arch with the words GG, the biggest little city in the world on it. This is an almost exact copy of a real sign that says Reno instead of GG. To explain further, Reno's nickname is the biggest little city in the world, and the sign, known as the Reno Arch, is in downtown Reno. However, I'm just baffled that the MV's conclusion is that Chanyol's wish is for him to get out of a limo in a tux at the intersection of North Virginia Street and East Commercial Row to be photographed by paparazzi. (laughs) Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I've been down there a couple times, I've seen the arch in person, and just the idea of someone passing all of the casinos on their way out and being like, stop here in the middle of the road, makes no sense to me. Whosever idea it was, like, I have questions. Someone had to know who Reno was, though, because in addition to the sign itself, which I still think the inclusion is weird, it's based on an outdated version of it. Because the sign was changed from its original colors of red and bright gold, which you see in the music video, to blue and silver, as blue and silver are Nevada's colors. And the Fitzgerald Casino was also included in the background, which is weird for me to see because that's been long gone. So if you were from the Reno area or... Like, if you're from Nevada, like, not Vegas, because Vegas doesn't know jack about the north, but, like, if you were from Nevada (laughs) or California, like, some parts of California would know about this arch and be like, why? Why is this the thing that you go by? And I included a picture of it in the script because it is so weird. Because clearly they had to replicate it. And someone went, we have to put the Fitzgerald in here. Who was that person? And the fireworks, the way that they're going off because of the angle that he's getting out of the car. The fireworks would be coming from the university. Oh my gosh. Fun fact, you cannot own or shoot off fireworks in Nevada unless like there's a whole licensing thing because we are a desert and we are very dry and there have been a number of fires that have happened from either people just doing shooting practice outside or setting off just like any sort of little incendiary thing so you can't actually do that but this implies no no desert we promise (laughs) makes no sense also side fact Vegas has the biggest population in Nevada But it has nothing to do with the North, which is the actual history of Nevada. Like, that's Mm -hmm. where Nevada started, was in the North. And Reno especially is one of the better known areas, even though that's not where Nevada started, but it's better known, more important. So if someone says, oh, are you from Las Vegas? 
Offensive. Absolutely offensive. We are not like them. Yeah. North and South of Nevada do not get along. <laughs> so just sorry, side notes, but just had to explain that because that kind of is important for a discussion later on. But JR, what about you? What else is going on in Chicago? Okay, I am going to quickly lump the next two songs together because they have nothing to do with the city outside of being filmed there. Like the song lyrics have nothing to do with it or anything like that. But first off, let's talk about Boyfriend's 2014 single, Alarm. The song itself is an R&B track about how past relationships are constantly reminding us of them like an alarm. In March of that year, they were on tour in the States, and therefore they had the opportunity to shoot this music video in multiple different places. So it's not entirely shot in Chicago, but I will tell you the places where they did shoot. (laughs) There are a handful of very obvious shots, such as the elevated train tracks. If you've seen any of the Dark Knight films, like with Christian Bale, that also was filmed in Chicago, so maybe that brings back the image of the elevated train, which I feel like is not a very common design. (laughs) But yeah, so there's that. Multiple famous buildings are also included, like the Chicago Theater. It's got the really iconic logo. The Bean or the Cloud Gate, which is a giant metal sculpture that looks like a bean, but the actual name for it is the Cloud Gate. However, we affectionately call it the Bean. Union Station is also a place they filmed at. And... One of the bridges on the Chicago River is another filming location. However, I cannot remember which bridge it is. So that's unfortunate. Apologies for that. But yeah, that is Boyfriend's Alarm. The next song I'm going to mention is Kino and Hui of Pentagon's 2019 song, La Di Da. And at its core, it's simply a love song. So not much to say about that. However, the music video opens on the two members at night on the Dearborn Street Bridge of the Chicago River and follows them as they walk the streets of the city. They hit the normal stops like the Chicago Theater again, gotta have that shot. They walk alongside the river and they also are shown on the Magnificent Mile, which that's just like a really long strip that has a bunch of very famous shops and stuff like that. So this music video was actually filmed following their Prism Tour stop in Chicago and the House of Blues is literally just feet away from the Dearborn Street Bridge. So I was standing on that bridge just a few hours before they were. And I actually ended up staying in the city that night. So if I had just roamed the streets, which I wouldn't do anyway because Chicago is a very big city and I don't know it that well to feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. I'll also be linking the behind the scenes video for the making of the music video. It's pretty much just the two of them goofing around and kind of deciding what the video looks like as they go. And it's pretty cute. So of the two of them, I will say that Alarm shows a better image of the city in the sense that it's a lot more expansive. They show more locations than La Di Da does. And it's also shot during the day. So it's a lot easier to kind of like pick out what you're looking at in that one. Real quick, I want to throw in one more thing before we go on to the next picks. I wanted to mention the K-drama Chicago Typewriter. It has nothing to do with Chicago. I believe it has something to do with the make or the model of the typewriter. And that was literally the only reason I watched it. I It's not my favorite K-drama. I didn't think the leads had much chemistry. But I wanted to mention it simply because Chicago was in the title. <laughs> 
And finally, I'm going to rapid fire a handful of Chicago slash Illinois idols. Peniel from B2B was born in Chicago. So is Johnny from NCT, various NCT subunits. And John Park, who is a solo singer also, is from Illinois, born and raised. I do also want to mention that Pentagon's Hongsuk was not born in Illinois, but he did live in, I believe it was Antioch. I don't know if that is correct. I'll make a note if it's not, but if I remember correctly, he lived in Antioch, Illinois for a while. So, you know, there's some connections there and they're kind of fun when you pick them out and put them all in a list, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Those are my connections, Chicago slash Illinois to K-pop. Oldar, why don't you give us your final connections? So as of this recording, there hasn't been a K-pop song about Nevada because why would there be? There's been plenty <laughs> of songs like done by like country artists or alternative artists, but K-pop, no, and I totally understand it. However, the remix for Alexa's Wonderland includes the name of the state in its title. I couldn't find a reason for why it's called Wonderland, in parentheses, Nevada Remix, as there's nothing in the lyrics or instrumental that explains it. Like, I would understand if it was called Oklahoma Remix, since she's from there, <laughs> but nope. Good song, though. <laughs> However, surprisingly, there are two idols who have ties to Nevada, which I shouldn't be that surprised because there is a substantial... Korean population in Las Vegas and also in northern Nevada. So also, I don't think that I said this earlier, but I'm from the northern part of the state, not the southern part of the state, which is why I make fun of it. <laughs> but back in 2018, Stray Kids did a Twitter Blue Room live Q&A where they talked about what countries they've been to. And it was there that Hyunjin said that he was in Las Vegas for a short time when he was a kid. It didn't seem like it was that long of a time, but he was there for kindergarten. He also said he went to a Halloween party while there, which I was really happy to hear about because that's Nevada's favorite holiday, which unless you're from Nevada, you probably don't know. Nevada was established as a state on Halloween. So Lincoln was like, you are a state on October 31st, which is so cool and which is why Nevada is so hyped when it gets to Halloween. But the other idol who has ties to Nevada is Blitzer's Chris. His family moved to Las Vegas when he was a kid, and in an interview, Blitzer's member Luton said that it's Chris's hometown. So hopefully we get more idols from Nevada that are not from Vegas. Like, I'm really shooting for someone from Elko to become an idol. Like, them having to explain Elko, it's like, oh, you're from Nevada. Do you mean Las Vegas? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, I want that <laughs> so badly. So just to wrap up, even though more people know Nevada for Las Vegas, they're is so much more to the state than just that. Like, if you're coming to Nevada, give Virginia City, especially if you're into, like, history or mining, give Virginia City a try, or shopping. Give Virginia City a try. That's my recommendation. Like, go to Reno and then go up to Virginia City. I always tell people to do that because that's literally where people who live in Nevada, that's where they go become tourists in Nevada, is Virginia City. <laughs> but that's it. That's it for my rant. Sorry about that. But what about you, Min? What's going on in Norway? So... Back in 2019, the very first state visit between South Korea and Norway happened, and this was to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the two countries' political ties. Then South Korean President Moon Jae-in and his wife Kim Young traveled to Norway and had an audience with the King of Norway, Huddle V. This was the very first time any leader of state from South Korea had come here to Norway and vice versa. Very big deal. 
And with all of these kind of big events, there was a lot of happenings around town. There was a commemoration ceremony at Akashu's Festening to remember the war <laughs> and to commemorate our support for each other during wars and other history things that I can not really go deep into because my history knowledge is trash. <laughs> And later the same day, Monyane held a speech at the Oslo Forum about peace. And during their brief stay in Oslo, there was held a showing at the Oslo Opera, taking the participants, being the couple from South Korea and the king and his family and other politicians and whatnot, and giving them a showcasing of Korean music through the ages, showcasing traditional tones, contemporary music, and of course K-pop. And through this is where we get the wonderfully bizarre selfie that Monster X did, where they are all crowded around the King of Norway. He looks very <laughs> happy, and also a little bit confused. <laughs> My king is supposedly also a BTS stan, <laughs> as far as I've heard. <laughs> is funny. But when this event was happening back in 2019, I actually did not know about the opera thing at all because I didn't really look into it because what I was focused on was the event hosted by KPIN or the Organization for Korean Pop Culture in Norway, who hosted an event called Voyage to K-Pop on the behalf of the Korean Embassy, which was the first big-scale K-Pop concert in Norway. Because we have had a couple of smaller concerts happening at really small venues, often schools, <laughs> with hmm. not really any big name K-pop groups. But at Voyage 2 K-pop, Monster X, Moomoland, Giant Pink, and Jane Young all performed at Centrum Sena, and this event was completely free, meaning that the tickets that were released online was gone immediately. Ticket seller website crashed. I overslept, I didn't get tickets, and I was really sad. <laughs> but fans from all over Scandinavia came to Oslo to see this show. It was the most crowded I've ever seen the space outside of Centrum Sena ever be. There was also a random dance play hosted outside before the concert, which I do believe was hosted by UMC, or Urban Nordic Crew, which is a K-pop cover dance team from Norway, and Umuma. They are event organizers here in Norway, organizing the first K-pop convention in our country. And yeah, they hosted this random dance play game. You can actually see me in that video from that event, but it's very hard because I am so far in the back. <laughs> now, and yeah, I was still kind of salty about not getting tickets, but I did vibe outside of the doors to the event while it was happening with a gang of like 10 other people that didn't get tickets and were just vibing outside. <laughs> it was a fun time. It was a weird time, but it was a good time. And that is pretty much the story of a very iconic selfie. I, I still find it really hilarious. There's a charm to world leaders taking pictures with K-pop idols. <laughs> yeah, if you want a little bit more in-depth 
about this whole event. I did write a little bit more about it, but I don't want to bore you listeners with all of the minutia of things the king and the president was doing during these (laughs) days. But if you're interested, you can read that. (laughs) So yeah, that is uh, how Norway and K-pop got connected, I guess. Was there other thing I could have talked about? Yeah, probably. But I don't know. It's a little weird. (laughs) That is all. To wrap up, when we first talked about doing this episode, we had no idea how many songs, music videos, and idols had a connection with Norway, Illinois, technically Chicago, and Nevada. (laughs) But we hope this encourages you to look for how K-pop is related to your home as well. JR, take it away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends about us, and review us on Podchaser. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at KpopSunbase or on our other social media platforms, which will be in the description. Also, don't forget our next episode comes out on November 5th, 2023. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong.